0: Marketing Money Podcast. We're rolling again, in, hard rolling in. It's uh, you know what time it is. Uh, it's strategic budget into the year planning time. Josh. Oh, I
1: did not notice,
0: uh, Josh. Uh, for all of us out there, give us a little uh, insight on the secret magic, secret sauce that you use when you meet with your clients and do annual planning. Okay. Well, that's... Tell us all about it. Um, what do you do? Just,
1: just audience... For you, free. So you knew this. So, so so you know what's going on is, John just dropped this topic on me. I, d- I didn't get any any preface. So there's a few rules... Well, that, just so you know, that's typically the way the podcast always works. Yeah, but generally then it's not necessarily that I have to carry it. He's got some idea he wants to rant on and 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 he goes on it. Let me see. Where, where, where to start? So I think that There's a a pervasive thought that there is like a plan
0: by quarter within banking that I think is broken. Like, we'll just do this quarter. We'll do mortgages in the spring. And in the summer, we're going to do deposits. In the fall, we'll do commercial lending. And then if we come back to them holidays, we'll do some of that holiday marketing.
1: Yeah. I I think there's that. the, the, The campaign a quarter kind of mentality. And I think that's broken in a couple of a couple of ways. One, commercial ending is always happening. Mortgage is always happening. We we well, it's not by by always. It's not happening. Well, I've moment.
0: always said if a campaign's good, why doesn't it just become part of your narrative and not be yeah. like a campaign by yeah.
1: date? Yeah, you can ramp it up and ramp it down. There is no logic in the world that follows campaign a quarter like that. Just people change. Like spring, I'm. The only place it follows is a restaurant menu. Like, we have our spring menu, we have our summer menu, we're utilizing local fruits and vegetables. And, and retail clothing. And, and you're retail... You're not
0: selling, you know, yeah. cargo jackets in the middle of Seasonality
1: July. occurs, but rarely is it by quarter. And banking, because we just structure our lives by quarter, you're not following the consumer. And so, again, as as John said, like, commercial lending, you may ramp up dollars and ramp down dollars, because we don't have dollars to spend everything, but... I would really warn you to look at that old campaign a quarter thing. Plus, I think it has another detriment, and that is instead of planning once a year, you're planning four times a year. So, with our clients, we do we're doing. I mean, it, this is October, It'll probably be November. I one. call it October. Ox, October, yeah, that's cool. That's that's. It's my month. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do this month with your with your month?
0: Uh, one of my kids had a birthday.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it is for him.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: The other thing is, is you're planning four times a year instead of planning once a year,
0: which maybe to some people feels good to to plan. Do your clients put strategic plans down on paper that they follow, or is it more like we have it to present to a board and then we put it on a shelf and dust it off?
1: No, we uh, we well, we have macro strategic plans that we create when we when a new client hires us. You know, under but but I wouldn't say that we we, would create it in tandem. One of the things I guess I would interject here is if you can't write it down, how are you, if you can't write down, how are you planning on executing it? And I go using the very specific example of social media. We had, and I've used this example on the podcast all the time. I had the social media team of employees before we just kind of filled up on business and business development wasn't that important to us. We had a 15 posts per day quota. And I was like, where are you writing these down? They're like, we're not, we're just out here trying to hustle and you've got this big quota on us. We can't meet it. And I was like, if you can't write it, if you can't write down post ideas, how the hell are you going to, to go find the idea? And and you can't do that every day. I can't write down my post idea today. So that that extends to the micro and the, and the macro. And so, yes, certainly we have far-reaching three, five-year um, strategic overviews, looking at markets that exist now, what, you know, being able to assess this market is much more commercial lending than retail because of the structure of it and things like that. But then each year we look back at those documents, yes, that do go to the board, yes, that do go to executive management. But then we're looking at, well, you can't do it all in one year. And that's kind of why the quarterly thing drives me nuts is even the annual planning has to stack one on another. Like it takes three years in our estimation for a bank to for a bank who hasn't really marketed or hasn't had mature marketing to truly mature in marketing because your bank's budgets are small, marketing's unimportant. It takes three to five years of long-term plans with longevity, uh, creative with longevity, to stack one on another to holistically market the bank. You can't get marketing ads and commercial ads, great ones, and all of that done in one year, much less in a quarter. You have to play the long game and look at what portion of this year Gets us where we need to go, and then after that three to five year mark, then you're updating the old marketing. I mean, we've done this.
0: It's, well, it's funny. It, I, I love the quote you said when we were having one of our, and this is just insight into our relationship is with the agency. Is uh, we were having a meeting. You're like, this is like a, a a rich kid's Christmas. Like you guys already have everything. Yeah. You and this, I know this sounds like a pretentious brag, but like. You've re- you've done the brand, you've got this, you've got your ads, you've built your, now it's just You do you get, just you your Martech stack and all the codes we want, but we do. We have our Pardot and our Salesforce and our social studios. And we have all the stuff we have and we have the toys now set up and we have people that know how to run the toys. All you do is improve it. And you so get, it's just improve. You get it. the new iPad. Yeah, like you so, already have an i, iP- but he already has an iPad. Well, well, now you got the new one. Yeah,
1: now you get the so new. one. So your stuff
0: is better that you can do on it. So, so, so
1: when you do that incrementally and you actually build and you don't go hand to mouth and you have a longer term plan, yes, it's a brag for renaissance, but we've been doing this for fifteen years in this entity. Maybe say, yeah, I'll
0: say for us, and just I know how it sounds, so I'll quit saying that disclaimer. It's hard to come up with stuff because we've done so much stuff. Yeah. I know that's like weird to say, but it's well, like I mean, we, we're not rebranding. We're not coming up with new taglines. It's it's like we're 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 building campaigns, not not quarterly, but we're building campaigns because there's no easier way to say it and content. But they're off annual. Of what we have like we have a commercial
1: campaign that won't get done to the end of the year that'll run next year. Yeah. So guess what? We don't have to create a commercial camp a commercial. No,
0: then it's just media placement and and media buy. And
1: so there is a cycle and flow to it, but it's. Quarterly is way too granular. Executing annually on a multi-year strategy is the only way to build where you're going to go. Otherwise, you're going to be building little dinky halfway done pieces. And yeah, they can't last more than a quarter because they're not good enough to too many times. Yeah. But when you create something that's, we're going to put a little more investment in it and this thing's going to last. It's just like buying better clothes. Like when you buy whatever, pick your foreign Instagram advertisement that you can buy, you know, sweatshop clothes for $3. Those things are going to fall apart versus going out and buying a good oh, brand. Oh,
0: sizes show up. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's –
1: like... <laughs> not that I haven't bought some of that stuff. By the way, my size at 6'3", um, compared to those sizes yeah. of, the, of, of 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 that, is like I have to buy an, a double extra oh, it's, large. It's the same. I mean – One sleeve's longer I, than the I other. I just – it's – But my point is build – and look, this is like – blocking and tackling budgeting, but it really does work when you build that thing that's going to last three to five years. And so this year I build my commercial campaign because that's where all the profitability is. And next year I build my retail campaign. Then by year three, I have a retail and commercial campaign and maybe I don't have to build as much and I can put more advertising dollars behind those things that aren't that aren't well, old yet.
0: And I, I'll say this and you may want to reach across the table and smack me, but I think bank marketing is easy. I think it's easy strategically because there are only two things you really want: loans and deposits. Now, how you get there is where you show your talent. Strategy
1: is straightforward: creating a unique execution. Well, that's what I said that's or, or, in a sea of sameness. That's and, and that's standing where you, out.
0: That's where you show your talent. So, yeah,
1: that's the, and that's the thing is like the rules of basketball are relatively easy. It's get the ball in the hoop.
0: Yeah, it's like soccer. Kick it in the back of the goal. See, yeah,
1: soccer's probably the easiest. But, but how you get there is what makes you unique. And you're just individual skill. I mean, we've watched um Lionel Messi play this year in MLS. He's old older for a soccer player. He's old in
0: soccer years. Yeah. Old he's in, young in human years. And if you watch him play, he's walking around. That's how much better he is than ever. He, he knows where to go at what time. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I hate to say it, but the old cliche of marketing, right place, right time, right message. He's at the right place His at
1: strategy, time. other people are playing the the ball in front of them. He tells
0: the youngest, he goes, why do you guys run so much? Yeah. And they're like, because I got to hustle. And he's like, I don't have to hustle just be, I know what I'm doing. Just be where the ball's going. And I guess that's kind of the way I look at bank marketing. I was like, Kind of know what to do, and I but where but to I go would say the it.
1: advantage that we have is having done it for a long, long time. time. But no the the blocking and tackling of loans and deposits the other the other factor that comes in there though is is management and leadership and their I wouldn't say whims but knee jerk reactions that we've talked about before is the pendulum swing of we have heard of people getting scolded for running commercial advertising, commercial loan advertising, or com- com- just com- business testimonials, let's say. Don't you know we need deposits? Like, is your strategy aligned with ours? Like, well, com- one commercial deposit of a million dollars commercial account is worth way more retail. And it's this is or it was a customer testimonial, but like relationships matter. We have to go get the relationship. Deposits don't just come over. Advertising deposits is probably one of the hardest things we do because people don't want to move their money.
0: Oh, well, it's. So it doesn't
1: matter how, how straightforward it is, the difficulty is getting the action out of it.
0: It's the weird inverse that if you add, now you would have to borrow to do it, but if you added a bunch of loans right now when people were going for deposits and then the pendulum shifts again, well, now you're, you're on a genius. Top, you're a genius. And same thing as if everyone's going for loans and you add a bunch of deposits and it, it doesn't feel the strategy's not right because this everyone's yeah. got to meet that de- the loan demand or the deposit demand to, to meet the loan demand yeah but it's if you do the the other i don't know it's like a weird it's it's a weird equation of like it wouldn't look good and people wouldn't well, like it
1: well the pendulum's got to stop swinging like we can't in marketing and in leadership we can't just keep going all loans all deposits and ignoring the other because it will come back the pendulum swings back the other way all, every time so when we talk about annual planning which I think is, especially if you're moving from quarterly, it is difficult. So let me give you one bit of food for thought. And that is a, a, a thing that we do now. So so much we don't even talk about it. We call it the 70 rule. So when you look out at 2024, what we want and what we recommend anyone do is have 70% of your dollars committed before December 31st. Plan to spend. It's It's committed. You don't have to spend it. But I would go as far as to contract with it because let's look at your media. If you're a bank buying media quarter to quarter, and you're buying it in house. You're paying more f- per spot than if you got an annual contract. Well, you're also
0: going to miss out on opportunities. Yeah, the, the big sporting events are going to sell out. Yeah, the TV spots that are prime are going to sell out. Yeah, so you have to you have to buy college football for 2024 right now. Absolutely. Like now's when you're placing your buy for next year.
1: Yeah, and so. Either you know what you're doing or you don't. I mean, and I hate to say it that boy. Or well, you're not
0: allowed to. There's yeah, that too. But I just, get that sometimes.
1: But I've never really had a bank bank leadership pushback on us for annual planning. Yeah. Now, they're like... So I'm
0: what's not, the 70-20-10? So yeah. What you're so,
1: so I have had banks say, the CFO say, I'm not going to commit to the annual plan, but you go ahead and plan. Quarterly, I'm going to give you, based on earnings and based on profitability, you'll get the money. But we're billing monthly anyway. So if you're in the bank... So, so if you can look forward, and I've said this and screwed up during the pandemic, because that's the only time banking really changed, is if you can at least roughly commit, go ahead and plan 70% of next year. And there's two ways. That's either 70% of your budget like is committed, so you just take it times 0.7, and that amount is committed. I know I'm going to spend this on this sports package. This I'm going to put this much in newspaper, or 100% of your budget with 70% surety, Okay. Yeah. Those are the two ways to do it. Either way, it works. Yeah. So the 2010 comes in is you need to hold 20% over to the side for that quarterly effort. And what I mean is it's not really quarterly, but we do a quarterly replan and we try to hold 20% 20% is loosely planned. Like, I think we're going to do a commercial. But you
0: have a new big hire yeah. and that you weren't, you didn't know about. Or there's something that happens in the market that you didn't know about. We're going to open a new branch that you didn't know yeah. about at the time.
1: Because I think you can, you can handicap or plan your bank marketing within a 70% accuracy. But let's hold 20% that's not in a contract, loosely committed for that. It's not for fat, that.
0: It's unexpected or LPO. opportunistic dollars. An yeah. LPO. We, something we, happens.
1: Um, this banker that we've always wanted in XYZ town that can... We we can stand up a branch around. We rented an office space, and, an, and, and, and we a, need to do some marketing.
0: Well, I didn't plan or have any money for that because yeah. I committed it all. Well, no, you go with the twenty percent. Twenty percent is generally there for
1: that. The last ten percent I call the "don't say no" fund. That is not that's for non-strategic marketing. So that is the CEO comes in and says his niece is a cheerleader and is going to come by and see you for a for a, a, a pay,
0: uh, an ad in
1: the in the, the football yes. program. That's the don't say no fun because because somebody told me they'll never they'll they don't necessarily remember when you say yes but they'll never forget you saying no to them
0: yeah so yeah those are the ones when your biggest commercial client's kid is yeah you know, selling and, and you're like something and you my, gotta you know the value in it is not marketing the value in it is the relationship yeah. and you just have to do it
1: yeah and so ten percent my budget's already small to not yes because it's better than letting it creep into twelve or fifteen or twenty. When you don't have it earmarked, and here's the thing, if you can do it, it's always good to have it like, hey, look, CEO, CFO, I presented my budget to executive, and I showed you that 10% of my budget's for things like this. I'll just tell you, that puts me over my budget. Do you still want me to say yes to it? Yeah. It at least gives you some structure. I'm willing to say yes, but you approve my budget. Are you going to give me more? Or, or do I have to find or, it from somewhere else,
0: or am I just not going to get in trouble when it goes over? Because you gave me the green light that said we have to do this for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, and so those are some basic rules of thumb. The other thing that that I recommend doing during this time is meet with your lines of business. You know, there's there's a different situation that that John and I are in about how you know how, how talk you know it. I can, and I, and, I, and this is a brag. I, I can show up to almost any bank and help them improve their marketing. I've, I've, we've proven it over and over. It's not. I mean, yeah, we're good at marketing, but it's just we've done it so much. Like, but when you're new to when you're new to bank marketing, one of the things we absolutely recommend is meeting with your lines of business. Here, hear, and and let it be after that they've been given their budgets and quotas because you want to go to that head of commercial lending and what pressures are you under? What numbers does the bank inc- assume a 5% gain or a 25% gain? Well, those are different, way different executions and marketing of aggression that you need to execute. But when you can listen to your lines of business, because marketing at the end of the day is, is brand, it's all sales support, even when it's brand. And being able to build a plan and go to your executive team with the, my commercial team is under this pressure and this is how I'm supporting them my retail team's under this pressure and this is how I'm supporting them and I'm spending this on brand because I know that a rising tide raises all ships. Your executive team is going to, I don't know that they're going to be impressed, but it's going to have a much... You at least... You're talking the game.
0: you, And you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And they can't... they. They might not like your tactics you deploy. They should because you're hired, but they will at least know that you're strategically doing the proper thing. You're
1: listening to the money-making centers and building the marketing plan to support those money-making centers. So here,
0: from a from a CMO perspective, here's some things I'll give to what you just said. Put on your best poker face when you meet with your lines of business. Yeah, because don't promise anything. Don't promise anything. Uh, other than you're going to listen and work for them. And also be ready and know that the first 20 to 30 minutes of the meeting are going to be them telling you what the competition does. Yeah. No doubt, every meeting I have— But that's not bad. That's competitive it's not analysis. Bad. It's not bad. But that's the first thing you're going to have is we don't do this, because, and I see this bank or these people doing this. That's always the way every meeting starts for us. And and I listen, and I go, yeah, and we take notes. And then the creative juice start flowing, well— either let's look at what they do, pivot, make it better, make it our brand and, and get in that competitive world. Or, or, hey, if every bank's doing that, and you've heard this question before, they're not going to miss us doing it, let's go in another direction and set us, set ourselves apart by maximizing our, our differences. But that's going to be the first 30 minutes
1: of the meeting. There are three questions I ask in every line of business meeting. The agenda is the same every time. What is going well, not just for marketing, but in your world that you need to double down on? What is not going well that we need to discontinue? And what have we not done that we need to consider doing? And what that does is like, well, we're full up on CRE. We can't lend to another hotel. Well, okay, so I don't need to do any hotel ad. I don't need to put a hotel in an ad. Okay, that makes that makes total sense. And I would say what John's talking about, the banker, generally, the banker, the, the lender, wants what he or she doesn't have that that other... That that's the the kind of, I don't mean this negatively, but that's like the lowest s- calibration of that conversation is, let's go do what everybody else is doing. The skill separation is is what John's saying is is hearing all of that criteria and in that meeting or later being able to come back with an original idea, or some idea from another industry that isn't what everybody else is doing. Like everybody sponsor everybody's doing the book a list in the business journal. Well, that's one of the worst buys you can make. Sorry, business journal listeners. I'm just going to be, if we're not in the book of lists, like, how are they going? No one makes business decisions, banking decisions based on, let me look at the list of banks out there in my community.
0: Well, that's called the Yellow Pages. Yeah. That's now defunct. Weird. Yes, weirdly, but I came into my office and there
1: was a Yellow Book or Yellow Pages like that somebody had dropped off. And It was like a anachronism like it's just like I haven't seen a yellow page in 10 years. I,
0: well, you remember staying in hotels and they used to drop the and nice ones they would drop the newspaper in front of your door. Yeah. You get the to see it now it's like you, Oddly enough that reminded me I went to uh went to New York we relisted our our stock on the New York Stock Exchange 2 weeks ago. Congratulations. So 3 weeks ago this will date the podcast but 3 weeks ago. And anyway, a number of weeks ago. A number of weeks ago. Got up in the. We didn't have to be there till like one o'clock to get the whole day started. So I got up in the morning, went walked around, uh, all over New York, checking out the scenes, just you know, killing time. But like it's cool because there's so many people and just the stores and all the cool stuff you can see. And there were news. Remember newsstands? Those yeah. are a thing in New York, a big thing in New York. The newsstands no longer had newspapers. It was just like food, snacks, and New York knickknacks. And I didn't mean to make that sound like a rap song, but it was just. Food and Tic Tacs. I love New York candy bars, and I love New York heart shirts and stuff. But there was no newsprint magazine. There wasn't any of that. Now maybe it was specific to where I was, something. Yeah. But I looked around, and I thought people don't go. They have it on their phone, or they their, go do I, the fifty-cent
1: 50 dollar.
0: They don't go buy that anymore. They're yeah. they're reading it. so they're buying a Twix and a Coke on their way to somewhere, and I I thought I noticed it because I saw it more than once, and I just thought it was interesting that. The whole reason for that stand to be there is no longer there anymore. Yeah, but yet they're still making money off of the human need for a snack or you, you know, you yeah. want a souvenir, or a toboggan, or something.
1: Yeah, the, the the reading the newspaper on the street corner at the green painted green um, newsstand was
0: that was a thing, yeah. and now it's. I mean, I I saw I counted three of them that had no media it was all snacks and souvenirs yeah and so that's well yeah the market determines a, but it's just an interest i thought it was very interesting because that was such a new york thing
1: yeah well i'm glad they're still there they are they were still there because i mean for nostalgia like thinking through like again the person just sitting there but on their lunch break reading a magazine at the newsstand and like you're gonna read that are you gonna buy that buddy yeah Oh, uh, that we, was my best new york accent
0: Wouldn't you remember all the 90s movies when you yeah. have like Something would happen for some rich heiress in the movie that the story's about, and her picture would be on the the front, like uh, in Hitch or whatever. The, yeah. you know, that was a two thousands movie. But they like, walk
1: up to it, and they see they see their
0: face everywhere yeah. in the different that gossip columns, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's in New York." And you're seeing it everywhere now. That's you don't see that anymore. Yeah, uh, but anyway, it's something about change in marketing and placement. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, those are those are some hints. I mean, the line of business meetings. One of the things I say about that is, um, I go back to don't promise anything. I know I said that earlier, but you're there to listen. I think a lot of people hear, well, that just makes me an order taker. Like, go, no, go in and set the expectation. I'm not here to hear what the bank across the street's doing or what $80,000 sponsorship you want.
0: You're going to hear not, it anyway. You're, you're going to need it, to say it.
1: But just say, I am more here to hear your needs and make a creative solution to those needs. Setting the expectation that you'll come back later. The good news is, what you're going to do, hopefully, is create a list of ideas that you need to then go associate a price with. And I can't tell you how to do that. I mean, either you have a creative agency, print costs, uh, media costs, and you go back and assemble that into the budget and you present that. And let's say that budget number is above what the bank wants to give you. Well, then you look at them if you've made a strategic basis, like, look, I talked to the lines of business. I went to our vendors and priced out. These are my best ideas to help the line of businesses meet their needs. These are the best ideas that I have for brand because brand is a line of business too. The marketing department is a line of business and you're vehicle is brand. That's the one that's exclusive to you. I argue
0: that's more important than the others because without a brand, no one's yeah, going to come to Name, idea, and business. awareness.
1: Yeah. So you build that list and you've got all that pricing there and you put that in front of executive management and it's a million dollars. They say, well, we only had 600,000 earmarked. I know these are scary conversations, but then that lets you have that conversation. Well, 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 executive leadership, you tell me what to cut. Or can you give me more money to meet my needs? When you build it that way and you build it strategically, you're much more likely if you have the relationship with your executive management to be able to have that conversation, to be able to have a better conversation around budget increase other than, I just can't do everything I want to do. You have a strategic basis by by supporting lines of business, by putting brand in there. And again, you get help in um, from executive leadership. You tell me what to cut then. Yeah. Or can I get $100,000 more for this? And then look, what you have is whatever you cut, whatever falls below the baseline that either becomes next year's plan, so you already have a head start on next year's plan, or if you find more budget in the middle of the year or, or or something costs less or something gets canceled, instead of pulling your hair out, like, I don't know what to do. You've got, of your top 10, you've got number 11 and 12
0: behind I'll, it. I'll close with one of the biggest, I guess, feedbacks or pushback or responses I get from when I teach at marketing schools. And usually the students always say, well, we don't have the money to do all the content you talk about. We don't have the money to do all the stuff you do. And I'm not an agency, so obviously I don't have time to go sit down, but I would love to... (laughs) Next person asks me, I'm going to say, let me coach you a little bit. Bring to class your... And I'm pushing this for next year, maybe when I teach at a couple of the schools that I've still signed on to teach there. Bring me your marketing budget and the tactics attached to it and the strategy attached to it. If I compete with you, maybe not, but maybe you could bring it. Yeah, well, well, let why, me see it anyway. Well, no, because I wouldn't care. I know, I'm, that, I'm, they I'm would think sure. I would care, but point would be bring it and let me look at it and go, I can tell you why you can't because you're doing a lot of things poorly or wrong, or maybe you maybe you truly don't have the money, but I, I, I find it interesting when people are like, how do you do all this stuff at Renaissance? And I'm like, we do it because we have trust and we put the dollars where they go. I think there's a lot of either non-spend or misspent dollars
1: in Well, America. I'll tell you where they are. I can tell you exactly where they are, and you know what I'm going to say. Well, you see it. Sponsorships, yeah. That sponsorships go into marketing budgets, and look. But we spend a ton on sponsorships, right? But there's, but yours are separated, yeah. And being able to not commingling your name being on the marquee of a festival mm-hmm. with digital ads and newspaper and direct mail gives so much clarity because you can't compare. Those are apples and Volkswagens. Like you you cannot compare the the value of those two and look, I'm not against sponsorships. They're just not marketing. They're sponsorships. Yeah. Getting your name on the shopping bag of the downtown event is not marketing because it it it's somewhat branding, but you mean the sixteen different logos on the
0: back of the t shirt for the five K?
1: Yes. That is that is relationship that's, relas- not, that's, that's not- relationship. Maybe this is the best advice to end on. Separate your sponsorship budget from your marketing budget. I like do, it. Do not let those things commingle because they you cannot there's there's no comparison. It's funny how executives over and over want to sponsor an event and never ask the ROI of that of those dollars.
0: Because it's relationships and it's community. But you want to go buy a branding TV commercial. TV they want to know the ROI. What's it. the ROI on that? Yeah. And you're like, but that's what actually gets you identification. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Creates a narrative and do a message. business with us from for this purpose. A sponsorship doesn't create a narrative or a message. I could say yeah. you're part of the community. And you're but, but that's a big extrapolation. Yeah. Like I'm going to work with them because they're here. Community support.
1: The general consumer does not connect so, those dots. So
0: I'll close. This is a great closing. Double for close. This. You ju- well no you fed the close. Yeah, My daughter's football game My daughter's school's football She doesn't play football But she was at the high school football game Last Friday night or whatever And they had a home game And the announcer Who's a great dude Was up there And one of the many banks You know some Touchdown by First Bank Community Bank sponsors The next First Down This halftime well, show Is brought to you they just sold it all So Oh yeah yeah Well they have and they should But every bank feels like They've got to sponsor it Like you said one yeah Cause one did, and so it was like somewhere during the third quarter, and someone scored, and he said and that first bank, or he said and that first down was brought to you by, and you could hear him kind of like shuffling Shuffler. papers, and he stops and he goes, "Well, one of the banks is either uh Cadence Bank First or Renaissance. They're all great banks. They've all got great people. They serve our community well. And next play is up, is checking into the game, and he just it. And I thought this is perfect. I wish I'd recorded it, cause he was positive. He said. One of the banks, they're all great banks, yeah, and, he, and he he, named he, three But of what's
1: them. funny is he thought that was awesome, but every bank that got mentioned is I was just off cringed out. Because you mentioned me with two other banks. But he did.
0: He said three different banks. Ours was one of them. That's why I noticed it. Yeah. And the funny part is we don't even sponsor that stuff. So we have a sign on the scoreboard, like yeah. ever, because you got to be on the scoreboard. So
1: we have a sign. my looks, all the eyeballs are. So we have
0: a sign, and... Uh, But it made me laugh because he said, They're all great banks in our community. And I thought, okay, there's no message. There's no No differentiation. differentiation. There's no branding other than he just said our name with three other banks.
1: Really, no name, ID, and awareness because it was complicated. The
0: crowd laughed. Like literally everybody laughed because you get so tired of this first down was brought to you by First Bank. The touchdown was brought to you by Cadence Bank. The field goal was brought to you by Regions Bank. And yes, I'm making that up, but it is kind of that extreme during the game. But literally he did say our great community banks they're all great they've got great people go see them and it was like it was almost comical i, I, I there, wish i had it recorded so i could show it at a conference and say this is what people think about these sponsorships it's just something they think you should do
1: yeah there is there is no better motivator for a bank to 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 sign up for a sponsorship than another bank signing up for that sponsorship
0: <laughs> yeah so anyway they're all good banks, but the 70-20-10 rule is a good rule to stick by. If a campaign's good, make it make it last, make it a thing. And uh, I think Josh had good advice on separate sponsorships from marketing. While there are crossovers and maybe creative for placement, they really are two completely different things when it comes to budgeting. So for that, hope you got you gleaned some advice from today's Marketing Money Podcast.
1: Good night, gleaners.